Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What up, everybody, and welcome in to Trust the Tape, presented by Boomer Jacks. You may check BoomerJacks.com to find the one nearest you because they are all over the place, and it is the finest sports watching venue in the DFW Metroplex and the world. Boomer Jacks, thank you for bringing us Trust the Tape. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. You can find me on Twitter at JC1053 or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. That's not a bad way to find you, by the way. It's not. It's not that a terrible YouTube way. thing, like, you know, you, the Twitter stuff you're good at, but your YouTube stuff, people need to check that out more. Thank you, Brian. This is at Brian Broadus on the Twitter, where you can check him out there, or you can come to his house. Did you want to give out that address, or is there anywhere else people should find no, you? No, I just show up at your house a lot. Okay, come to my house. Yeah. Brian will see you at my house. Yep, I'll be there. This is probably going to be my favorite Trust the Tape to date, because I'm finally watching college football players. And Did I we... shame you into doing that? No, not necessarily shame. If it were shame, I would have started a week or two ago. This was more, hey, the Natty is coming up Monday. Sure. Let's talk about the prospects yeah. before it gets played. And so it was time to go watch Georgia and watch Alabama. And I would like to apologize to the Roll Tide fans because I was looking around at some other people's rankings. We obviously look at Dane Brugler's top 50 on the yes. athletic as a starting point. Yes. And then I also cross-checked with some pro football focus for their rankings. I have not watched the Bama defense yet. I know that safety Jordan Battle is considered a really good player. Yeah. Uh, Will Anderson, the pass rusher, is the best pass rusher in the country, but he's not eligible for the draft yet. Yeah. Uh, but I got the Bama offensive top prospects done, and I got the Georgia prospects done. So Yeah, I'm the same way. What I did was I started my list with Dane Brugler's top 50, and as you know, Jeff, I'm allergic to quarterbacks. Yep. I've already looked at three quarterbacks. Why? I It was the list. It was the way that Brugler had oh, him ranked. Oh, you actually watched? Oh, my God. What's yeah. wrong with and you? I, and I am usually the you guy. You skip those until March or I at least use, February. I know. And I'm interested to see if my assessment of what just watching tape might just hold true. Yeah. You know, that like, okay, tape watching uh, is better than watching Combine or listening to people around the country tell me this guy doesn't have big enough hands or he's too short or he's too this or too that. 
So the great thing about starting this process right now is it's all about watching tape. And that's that to me is my favorite thing. Now, what will happen is we'll get to the combine and there will be some kind of medical condition or something that, that uh, takes these guys down the board or maybe even raises them up. Who knows? But, yeah. I, so I, Pickett or Corral, Brian? Uh, or Ritter? Or I, how many did you watch? I've got uh, – Willis? I've got Willis done. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Old Krusty here, there was a time where old Krusty might not have taken a look at a guy like Willis, might not have taken, you know, might not have given him the, his due. Here's your sidebar, everybody. Not National side- title game coming up, but Brian's yeah. watched players. He's going to tell you about it. Yeah, him. but not to, I'll tell you this about Willis, and if I could. And this kid's six foot, he's 220 pounds. He looks every bit of packed into that body. I mean, he is a good looking kid weight wise. And I'll tell you what, this is one of the most exciting players, and this is my opening line of my, my, my scouting notes. He's a transfer from Auburn. And I listed him, I said, this is one of the most exciting players I have ever had the pleasure of scouting. Wow. He has amazing ability to escape trouble when things break down. He took a ton of shots in the Ole Miss game physically and just remained standing despite all that was going on. He's always on the move. He tend he tends to deliver the ball this way. And so you watch him play. Everything is kind of always in motion. I didn't think like he had the best mechanics, but the ball really comes off his hand. He's got some Kyler Murray. And if you're a Cowboy fan, you kind of understand what I'm talking about with Kyler Murray there, the way he delivers the ball from all the different platforms and stuff like that. But he's got some pinpoint touch. He's got some accuracy on the deep balls. He will drop it in the exact spot. They've got some receivers that are kind of fun to watch, too. But he rarely sets his feet. Now, old Krusty here with like, oh, mechanics, and and uh, he's not tall enough and all that. No, no. I outcrusted you on Mahomes. Yeah, if the ball well, goes where it's supposed to go, to yeah. hell with it. <laughs> but this guy has that. He's got this sixth sense in the pocket to avoid trouble, the start-stop quickness, the body control, the balance. That's all rare. He's a hard guy to knock off his feet. He will bang off tacklers in order to get extra yards. You have to wrap him up to get him to the ground, or he'll just run over you. But uh, I, I've seen him change hands while running and then change back to the other hand to make a play. So he goes, he's constantly doing things with the ball, but he's not losing the ball. You don't he's see the fun. ball on the ground and all that. And, you know, I, I'd said the final line was every play with him has the potential to be a big one. This kid right here is going to, everybody's going to try and and kill him for measurables and stuff like that, don't listen to them. Just watch this kid play. Watch him play against Ole Miss. Watch him play against Coastal Carolina. Watch him play against Troy. These these schools right there, they will give you an idea. That Ole Miss game sold me on this kid just because it was a step up in, in competition, and he handled that just fine. He wasn't the reason why. He kept his team in that football game. So I'm going to give him some high marks. I I – I think he's going to be one of those guys that people are going to talk about, like so much fun to watch. You asked me to pick over Pickett or Corral. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Corral in this one is what I'm doing. So I'm taking. But he sprained his ankle, Brian. I know, but that's fine. He he tried oh, okay. to play in the game. He tried to play. He, if he plays the game, they beat Baylor. Seriously, Probably they beat Baylor. Maybe I won't allow you to nah. take that from my nah. sick and bears that are listening, yeah. sir. We sick earned bears, our dub. No, sick and bears are fine. Probably the sick best and bears quarterback wasn't history. very good in that game. Yeah, sick and bears quarterback. I mean. Their defense held it together because I think because Matt Corral was I think I think Ole Miss was compromised in that Sugar Bowl, but that's that's just me. 
That's just me. Man, I really was impressed by Baylor. I can't believe you hate them so much. Uh, okay, <laughs> national title game. Would yeah. you like to start with Alabama, or would you like to start with Georgia? Go ahead and start with whoever you want. Let us start with the favorite in the game, even though they got beat the last time these two met. Mm-hmm. Let us start with the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And my initial statement on the Georgia Bulldogs is, man, if teams ran the ball every play, Georgia would win every game by 30. Um, their front mm-hmm. is disgusting. Yep. Uh, I don't think I wrote the name down, but I'm going to get you a name real quick, Mm -hmm. and this will be the only time I'm going to talk about him here. Adam Anderson, he wears – nope, Adam Anderson's the wrong one. Hold on. Let me get my names right. What an idiot. Get it together, brother. Jalen Carter. Okay. Jalen Carter for Georgia. You know how this goes. You're watching guys. This happens with me in Alabama every year. Eight years I'm watching of doing receivers. This. You've got eight years. You've, you've, you, and you have to come, Google a guy. Yeah, yeah, you're like, wait, nobody yeah. told me about this guy. Yeah. And the reason is because Jalen Carter is a sophomore and he's not draft eligible. Yeah. I think Jalen Carter might be the best player on the field in this game. He's a yeah. defensive tackle for Georgia that wears 88. They yeah. have Jordan Davis, the giant man, and they have uh, Wyatt, their other D-tackle, who are both really, really good. Yep. And Jordan Davis will be a first-round pick. Wyatt might be a second-round pick. And neither one of them is as good as a true sophomore who's their backup. Yeah. Or a rotational guy, whatever. Uh, it's, I just wanted to get his name out there because, oh my goodness. Yeah. I knew Jordan Davis is a first-rounder, and I'm like, he ain't as good as 88. Yeah. That, that dude is a stud. That you, you've, you've now learned, well, eight years of doing this, and you get better at it every single year. And the thing about it is that I remember back in the day watching Florida State and Miami play, and you were always amazed with every team had these just super, super talented guys. And you're supposed to be watching this defensive end from Florida State, yep. but then you end up watching a linebacker or a defensive tackle, and then you ask the scout who covers that school, who is that number or 57? True freshman, Brian. Yeah. He's a, he's a redshirt freshman, <laughs> sophomore. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Every year it was that way. And there was always somebody on. And that's what you get when you have a, a roster, much like with Georgia and Alabama, where you do. You watch their tape, and, you, and you're and you picking out guys, and you do. You have to go Google the roster in order to find out that the guys are redshirt freshmen. Yeah, I'd trade Jordan Davis in a second-round pick for Jalen Carter, but he's not draft eligible. Okay. Micah Parsons in that deal somewhere? Uh, No, no, I'll keep Parsons. <laughs> Although, speaking of Parsons, yeah, that's a great place to start. Okay. We'll start with Georgia linebacker number 17, N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. And N'Kobe Dean is awesome. Um, I'm going to call him, because we talked about it beforehand, and we talk about the Cowboys a lot here. We do. I'm going to call him uh, Little P, Tiny P. Tiny P. Like Little Micah Parsons, Uh where N'Kobe Dean is not small. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Micah Parsons is very big. Mm Mm-hmm. I watch Nicobe Dean, and I see kind of some of the similarities to Parsons in that I am anti-first-round linebacker for the most part. <laughs> Me, Parsons didn't take you out of that? The reason that now you look at it and go, man, that was a great pick, is yeah. because of his pass rushing, not because right. of his off-the-ball linebacker right. play. It's because right. of what he does as a pass rusher. And you watch Nicobe Dean, who is more of a six-foot, 225 guy than a six three or six four two fifty. Right. But he does everything. He is the dude that makes every tackle. He is a he'll do the lineup over the center or over a guard in the A gap and blitz and he's really good at it. They yeah. can't stay in front of him because he's too quick. 
when you watch him take on or fight through blocks, you don't think he's six foot two twenty five. He plays bigger than that. He plays fast. He diagnoses quick. You watch him next to number forty one, and he's running into him like, "Hey, no, the play's going that way, dude." Yeah, <laughs> like, he gets yeah. people lined up. Yeah, Nicobe Dean to me looks like the real deal, Georgia linebacker, and I'll make a first round exception for him because I think at the next level he can also be a really good blitzer for you mm-hmm. and play good linebacker and get me seven or eight sacks. Yeah, Jeff, I think you completely nailed this kid. I mean, this is. You know, you watch him, and the, I think the thing that is the most impressive about him is how quickly he can cover ground. I mean, he gets there in a hurry to make plays. I, I love the way he finishes. I think, you know, you don't see ball carriers break tackles when he's involved. I mean, he wraps them up. He gets them on the ga- on the ground. I love the way he tacks the line of scrimmage. I love the way he's around the ball. He had a pick six against Florida that I saw where uh, he was put in space on the outside, covering the back, and he was able to come away with the ball. He's like a super physical player the way he makes plays. He's not afraid, as you mentioned, to take on blockers, and he can get rid of them. When he's on the move, he makes a ton of plays. And and teams like Alabama, whose offensive line is pretty good, you know they've got to account for this guy. And they know him. They've played against this guy before. This will be interesting with round two, You know how Dean – and these other Georgia defenders uh, play in this football game. But Alabama has to be well aware of where number 17 is. I mean, this guy's, like I said, just relentless in the way he plays. I would love to see where NFL scouts – I'd love to see if NFL scouts trying to grade him down because he's a six-foot linebacker. But you just can't discount the number of plays he makes. Seriously. I mean, there's teams playing with short linebackers. This guy makes every single tackle i think he's a first round pick for sure yeah i would imagine that we will see nicobe dean picked somewhere between 15 and 30 i would say somewhere i guess yeah i kind of felt like that he was more i would i would even raise that i would say somewhere between 15 and probably maybe 25 i wouldn't say in the last five but i'll raise him up five more i think he's i think teams are going to be really really impressed with the way he runs and the way he gets to the ball. Super smart, too. It's one of the yeah. things that I really notice when you're watching the run game is that uh-huh. he's one of those guys that has eyes on the running back, but he can feel everything that's happening around him, mm-hmm. play off and around blocks without even looking at them. Yep. So he's um, he's my first pet cat of this draft class. Like it. And Dallas Cowboys, if you pick in the 20s and he's there, I'm not mad at you for picking another linebacker. Yeah, there's a couple of linebackers that I've looked at in the draft. Uh, our guy at Utah as well. And and I'll tell you what, I was super impressed with both of these kids. If you're a team looking for linebacker in the first round, it looked like there's a couple of good options there. Jordan Davis, number 99 for Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't have the measurables in front of me, so I'm going to six, guess. 6'6", six, six, 360? I was going to guess like 6'5", 360. Okay. <laughs> He's big. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. This is a massive guy that moves really well. He's super active in the way he plays. He's an absolute load when it comes to having to block him one-on-one. He's especially difficult when he gets his shoulder on the center of the guard and just charges the gap. Super disruptive on the move. He just doesn't sit in one spot and allow you to block him. He'll make a share of tackles behind the line of scrimmage or down the line. He's not going to throw a ton of pass rush moves at you as a blocker, but his arm over is one that does does a good job of freeing him up. I I will say this. He is one of those guys, you, you see him as part of a rotation on early downs, and the coaches will sub out in order to get another guy in at the at the nose tackle spot. But uh, he could be a difficult guy to move in the running game, as you talked about, Jeff. He just doesn't look sloppy. This guy's not a sloppy-looking 
360-pound guy. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Will people can compare him to Vita Vea and stuff in Tampa? Will that be the comparison? I, I, I think Vita Vea is probably a better player than this guy. But I'll tell you what, man, somebody is going to take this guy and he is going to play and be very disruptive for them. Yeah, and I think um, I think the Vita Vea comparison will come just because of the, how massive he is. Yeah, just because yeah. he's that big. Yeah. I thought Vita was a more nifty sort of yeah. athlete to go Quick with. Quick-footed guy. Yeah, yeah, to go with being that giant. Whereas Jordan Davis, I think the only question about Jordan Davis when it comes to as a prospect is how high are you willing to pick a guy that's not going to help you with your pass rush, right? Yeah. Which there will be a team, I think, in the towards the end of the first round, middle end of the first round, yeah. that I would think is just going to be like, that guy by himself uh-huh. is uh-huh. our run defense. Yeah. <laughs> like That guy is our run defense. A and B gap are now closed. Yeah, the, you and I will be working on this draft, and we'll be talking about it, and you'll get down to that pick somewhere between, like, you know, maybe – 18 to 25, somewhere right around there. And then you'll, we'll look at each other and his name will be called and you'll go, my gosh, what a great pick at that spot. You know, and you, oh, what a great fit. It'll be one of those three, four teams or somebody like that that, you know, needs a big inside presence to go with a, to go with a, a you know, a really quick under tackle or three technique. All right. So there's two Georgia front seven guys that are going in the first round. Next, Trayvon Walker, defensive end for Georgia. And, I will start with, you know, sometimes in your notes you actually type out things like good-looking player. It's yeah. probably your fault that I do that. Sure. Like, he looks like the defensive end you want to build, where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 275 pounds yeah. and long and strong, and it's just like, yep, that's a defensive end. Yeah. Um, that, I think, is why Georgia is such an incredible run-defending team is because they have three defensive tackles that are monsters. Hell, maybe more than that. Trayvon Walker playing the end, I think, is an outstanding run player because the first thing that jumps at me about him is the ability to just extend at will on offensive linemen, where it's like that dude knows how to keep pads down, use how long he is, free himself up, make plays in the run game. Our buddy Dane Brugler has him as his number nine prospect in the draft. I will say that I will not be that high on him. Mm-hmm. I do think his ability to play the run and his movement skills are really good for 275 pounds. Yep. Like when he's moving sideways or backwards or closing down the line, you're like, mm-hmm. man, that's kind of linebacker athleticism. It yep. looks that way. Mm-hmm. What I didn't see a ton of is ability to like, bend the corner and get to the quarterback or an array of pass rush moves. Yeah. So, like, I love what he is physically as a point of attack guy, as a shed blocks, as a you're running away from him in the zone read, watch him cover ground. So, I think there's a lot of physical gifts. I didn't see much in terms of pass rush moves or bend. And maybe that is, as we watch him more, as I watch him more, maybe it's a product of what Georgia asks him to do but I just didn't see a ton of great pass rush out of him. I saw more of a run player that moves really well. Yeah, I you know what? I've it's funny because in Brugler's top 50, he's he has several of these defensive ends or these edge players. I think he's got six of them uh that I've already looked at right now and I totally agree with you. I I I personally don't have him that high to where I think 
The two Michigan kids are really good. I think Purdue, the Carl Loftus, I yeah. think is how you say his name. Uh, I, I I think that those – I think there's probably four or five guys that I would much rather have than him at defensive end. I kind of feel like I agree with you. I think you've got the linebacker stuff right about him. Uh, but they play him in that three-man line, and he's the edge player, and he'll kick inside. I mentioned – and he'll play t- on a, as a fourth guy standing up. They exactly. Do a lot, they do exactly. a lot of different things on their line. Exactly. They do a lot of things. And you're right about the long arms and he, how he controls blockers. And he's he's kind of a thinly built guy. I think he's at 275 pounds right now. But, man, you don't see really any problems with him handling these big, defense, or these big offensive tackles, the burst, the change of directions. He can cover ground in the open field. He'll run the ball carrier down no problem. They use him on those games and stunts and stuff like that. He'll take on his share of double-team blocks, kind of hold his own. He's got toughness. He's got desire. I don't think he got bullied very much in the tape that I watched him play, and I was impressed with how quickly he was able to close on the play. But, man, like I said, there's there's some other defensive ends in this draft. It'll be interesting to see where they all shake out, but I kind of have him as that fourth or fifth best guy right now uh, you know, I could see him play in a couple of spots for you, maybe hand down defensive end and maybe a linebacker, outside linebacker in a 3-4 front standing up. Next man for Georgia, and this is where I'm going to make you take a storytelling break mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Lewis Sign, I believe is how you say it, yeah. is Dane Brugler's 36th ranked player. This is a safety for Georgia that probably is going to be a free safety in the NFL. I'll tell you a lot of things that I do like about him, but as a sidebar here on Trust the Tape, presented by Boomer Jacks, who we absolutely love. Find the Boomer Jacks nearest you and go watch the sports. And there don't have to be sports on to go to Boomer Jacks. They've got an incredible menu, tasty drinks, specials every day of the week. Look them up, boomerjacks.com. Um, when you have an amazing front seven, yeah, <laughs> a lot of times when I'm watching a safety, uh-huh. you could go – 10, 15, 20 plays. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the internet meme gif where you're poking something with a stick on the ground. It's yeah. like, do something. Yeah. Because you don't have to do anything because the front seven has made every play and it's like, it, it can be tough. And so the story I demand that you tell is <laughs> about when you were working with, this was the Cowboys, right? Yeah, Cowboys. And you had to help Jerry Jones with the safety. I did. Uh, the, it was a long time ago. It's Ed Reed. <laughs> Ed Reed, where I used to be responsible for, uh, I had the laser pointer. So, like, I would always point out, like, in the room. You were a scout for the Cowboys. I was a scout for the Cowboys. Jerry would be in the room, you were laser I pointer. I was laser pointer man. And so what I would do is I would take the laser pointer dot and I would put it on wherever the player was so Jerry didn't have to find the player. Right. That's where you and I have developed the one sock up, one sock down. Yes. Sweatband, one glove, no glove, two sweatbands, you know. I tap. thought I had with Bama that yeah. Jameson Williams is mouthpiece out guy. Yeah. But Mechie is too. Mechie will do it too. So I was like, dang yeah. it. Yeah. Not, I can't use exactly. that. Then I figured out their stances. Yeah, and then and then sometimes you get like uh, for example, Arkansas, they're they're a very talented receiver, Burks. First half of the game, he went one sock down, one sock up. Second half, well, he's he the six three guy that's yeah. two thirty in the slot, Brian. But, that's but, how you find. But him. he also went both socks up in the second half. Yeah. So some, but anyway, South uh, Alabama guy or whichever school, Bobby, <laughs> the guy I started with was wearing different jersey numbers. But yeah. I figured out the way he Don't ran. Jack with me on that. Yeah. I figured out the way he ran, and but I had to do that. The the whole thing, and I'm glad you brought this up about Ed Reed, and because he was at Miami, 
And so we'd watch Miami tape, and you always, Ed Reed at Miami at the time, sometimes he wouldn't even play on the screen. So, like, Jerry. So you got all, the all 22, but it's actually all, all 20, 21. All 21 is what it was. So they would be like, we're all, everybody looking, looking, and then I would take the red dot and put it a, a put it a foot behind off the screen and like that would do like to tell jerry that he's not on the he's not on the screen right now he's back there somewhere. And so then you'll see him when he catches the ball yeah the skowski tom skowski would then run the tape or larry laceville would run the tape and then all of a sudden ed reed would come running into the frame and then i would pick him up once he ran into the frame so yeah you, you have some of these guys and you mentioned this about this particular georgia corner is or excuse me safety uh yeah, he he's one of those guys. I mean, if if he's I he's not off the screen. He's it's not just off that the a screen, lot of times you're like, oh, he but he's do standing at the pile a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then but when he gets in the pile, I saw a physical player. Oh, I, yeah. I did. I did see a guy. I saw a guy throw his body around in order to make a play. I kind of felt like forward back. It really didn't matter. He didn't labor all that much. I did see some smoothness to this game. There were a couple of times where they kind of put him in uh, some some uh, covered situations. I saw a snap against South Carolina where he was late adjusting to a receiver on a deep crossing route, and he got there a tick late, and the ball was there. I've seen him playing coverage on the slot uh, versus receiver and carry a tight end. He likes to disguise where he's coming from. I mean, because sometimes you see him, he's back, he's over, he'll walk up. Uh, but, you know, you get uh, he's pretty quick at getting from one spot to the other. I like the, the ability to pedal when he was able to, uh, when he had to do that stuff. Uh, you know, was uh, he was using the scheme as a blitzer too? He'll come flying forward in in a, in a attempt to to time a blitz and so, and got there just a step slow a couple of times. But uh, he's type of safeties you could do a lot a lot with because I feel like you could play him up, you could play him back, you could play him in coverage. I didn't see a guy that was just a one type of position player. I kind of felt like there's a lot of things. He's six one. He's 190 pounds. Looks a little bigger than that on tape. Okay, I can, see, I thought he looked – I had him listed at 6'1", 200, and I yeah. thought he looked smaller than that yeah. on tape. I, I thought he looked skinny. Like yeah, he's, I, I, I want st- I, I to – He hits – he's so physical. Yeah. But when he hits, they don't really go backwards, yeah. which makes me admire him I, more because he wants it. Like, he's yeah. in there for it. Oh, no, he he's all about that. He wants that. to hit, and he wants to fly I, downhill. I, I've learned this about watching Georgia tape so far. If you don't tackle or get to the ball, you're going to be standing over next to you and I. Over on the sideline. They got five linebackers that fly. They they, five. they they don't jack around when it comes to attacking that football. And so yeah, I I I I I kind of feel like though I'm I'm really to see interested what his measurables are. And I'm kind of interested to see at the combine and stuff like that with I think the pedal and stuff is all is fine, but I'm interested in some of the turning stuff that he's gonna have to do. But I could think you could do a lot of things with this guy just because of the ability to line him up in a lot of different spots. For sure. I like him. Um I love that he's such an aggressive contact seeker for, again, a guy that I thought looked thin for the position. Like, not that he's going to physically overwhelm you, but he doesn't care that he's not going to. He is going to hit. Yeah. Um, plays a lot of free safety. Sometimes they'll play two deep safeties, and he's not one of them. And yeah. he'll be like the lurker. Yeah. Like, he does The he robber, does lurker, stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything you want to do on any other Georgia defenders? Because I have little things on Devontae Wyatt, number 95. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do Wyatt and stuff like that? Because I was working down Dane's list and stuff like that. I think so it's a little unfair for him because there are – he has a lot of um, 
he'll have explosive plays from mm-hmm. the D tackle spot. Yeah. The problem is, is their third guy in the rotation is so it, it, explosive <laughs> that he doesn't look very explosive you get, anymore. You get, you get, you lose. The guy's probably a good player, right? But I the think, pro, but the other two guys are like better players. So yeah, it kind of overshadows think, that guy. And I think Devontae Wyatt, like a lot of times, he's three hundred fifteen pounds. Yeah. When he's lined up next to Jordan Davis, yeah. there will be a lot of plays where you can tell, oh. Wyatt is yeah. the better penetrator right. and a Quicker, lot of times and quicker, can disrupt yeah. against yeah. a single blocker. Yeah. And he's a good player uh-huh. and I bet he's a day two pick. Yeah. Uh, but you just, you get screwed when you're next <laughs> to uh, the mountain and then the guy who comes in off the bench is in Dominican Suet, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> but Devontae you, White's a good player. Do you think Alabama is even going to try and run the ball? I mean, they had success running against Cincinnati. I know that's a whole different animal. Maybe but, but I, I love Alabama's it, offense. Yeah, like if, if you're too. an NFL team, it's Bill O'Brien now, right? Yeah. If you're an NFL team that wanted an OC, I'm sure you get paid really well at Alabama. Yeah. I would be interested in Bill O'Brien because I love what they do. Yeah. It's wide open. It's bunch formations. It's motion. It's zone read. It's RPO. Their route concepts, I think, are really fun and creative yeah. and good. Yeah. I love Alabama's offense. And I think if they're going to win this game. Just don't let Bill be your, your, uh, your uh, general manager. Yeah, don't let him be the GM. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, but just really quickly – other guys for Georgia, Channing Tindall, number 41, mm-hmm. 6'2", 230 pounds, flies. Yeah. Like, I have awareness questions and diagnose questions, yeah. but, like, they've got these giants. Yeah. So when there's – in the run game, if the giants don't disrupt it three yeah. yards back, Gotta go. one of these dudes that runs a 4'5 yeah. is going to tackle yeah. you two yards past the line. Yep. Um, Darion Kendrick, the former Clemson corner, is there at Georgia. Uh, I looked at him a little bit. He's pretty new to playing corner, but looks pretty good, especially considering that. Mm-hmm. Quay Walker, linebacker, number seven. Hey, guess what? He can run and tackle. <laughs> Nolan Smith, linebacker, number four. Guess what? He can come off the edge and turn the corner, and he can fly. Yeah. Uh, Georgia has a bunch of defensive players. Should be a fun game, for sure, on that regard for Georgia and having to deal with Alabama's offense. So I kind of felt like, too, I mean, we could get to Alabama's guys real yep. quick right here. You know, since you're my wide receiver whisperer, t- tell me about the Jamison Williams um, uh, what you thought about I, him. I will need to uh, – his production and his game-breaking is absolutely unquestioned, right? Yeah. I will need – and it's January, so I'm allowed to cop out, especially on my favorite position. I've watched him play a lot. I've done tape on about a game and a half of Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I actually think I prefer John Mechie, number yeah. eight. Uh, Jamison is – like, he's not a tall guy. Yeah. But he is, I don't know if you have words for this, high-waisted, long-legged. Like, he seems like he's hes a hes a strider. High cut. Okay. And he can fly. Yeah. Um, or he's a, uh, yeah, uh, low cut, too, is another. I think that would be high cut. I think it would be cut. high cut. Yeah, high cut. Short body, long leg. He can fly. He's a game breaker. His production at Alabama was outstanding. I yeah. think maybe he's a better Henry Ruggs, who is a top 15 pick. So, it says, like, that says really, really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's just that they complement each other so well, and I have a preference with wide receivers. But I think Mechie, as the quicker-footed, superior route runner in my eyes, after catch, able to – like, he's a burner after catch. Mechie is a yeah. chop feet, cut-up field, lower shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so John Mechie won't play in this game. Right. And I don't know if he's declared for the draft. But at the moment, even though the world has Jamison Williams as top 20 and Mechie maybe second or third round, right? at the moment, I'm going to tell you I prefer Mechie. At the moment. Yeah, I, I, I really like both players a lot. I, I, 
The thing that kind of is different about this guy, I kind of think this guy's just a natural player, you know, and I and I think things come easy to him because of his athletic ability. Especially but, because in college, and this is probably one of my nitpicks, yeah. in college it bothers me that so many people play off coverage. Yeah. Because if you play off coverage against Jamison Williams, you're yeah. dead. You're dead. You're dead because you can't yeah. run with him across the field. Yeah, that's what you I'm saying. You have to turn and run so I mean, you're going to get stopped. No. You give him room to bend a corner yeah. and break a post, you're dead. Yeah. Like, when they played press on him, I think that can give him challenges because right. he's a longer-legged, yeah. thin guy. You can jam him up. Yep. And teams don't. See, you're, you, you, per, I mean, this is why I listen to you about wide receivers because my notes, and it makes me feel better because I said he makes more catches when there's separation. Yeah. When he doesn't get the separation, you don't see as many of the plays that he's, uh, but I'll tell you what, man, the guy plays on special teams too. He's like a flyer on the, on the punt team. He had a targeting call. Yeah, oh, yeah, he got thrown of, out of a game. He got thrown uh, out of a game because of the SEC title game, maybe the game before. Yeah, uh, the Auburn game? He didn't miss I don't remember, the I Auburn saw it happen. I was like, oh, no, yeah, they just lost got, their number yeah, one receiver. This guy, this guy plays with a ton of emotion, too. I mean, you could see he gets into uh, having a play. But, man, I, I kind of felt like that he's he's one of those guys that you the run after catch is so impressive with him. That, burns. Yeah, I mean, he puts fear in those the hearts of these defensive backs the way he's He's able to, to to get going up the field. And maybe it's not that I don't like Jameson Williams as much as everybody else. Maybe I just like John Mechie more than everybody else. Like, I some, think I could take both of those I, guys at the end of one, yeah. early, mid two, and be happy. I, I'll say this, though. I think there's some wide receivers that you're really going to love in this draft, Jeff. I know this is a big, I love route runners, so I'm I expecting mean, to love Olave. Hey, the, the Traylon Burks, I mentioned him from Arkansas. Uh, Jahan Dotson at Penn State's a little bit of a smaller guy. It's interesting. Drake London. Uh, from USC is a fun player to watch. Chris Olave, I mentioned him from Ohio State. Williams, of course. Garrett Wilson is yeah. another one. Yeah. I mean, I've already looked at all those guys. I think you're going to have a good time looking at these receivers. Um, just briefly, I do want to mention that Pro Football Focus has two other Bama guys in their top 60. It's Jordan Battle, the safety, at number 25, and mm-hmm. Christian Harris, the linebacker, at number yep. 59. I do not have scouting reports on them at this moment. I apologize, Alabama fans. Sorry, Roll Tide. Well, let me tell let me tell you about your offensive tackle. Then. Yes, Evan Neal yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> We've seen Evan yeah. Neal. Yeah, have you, have you seen Evan Neal? Yes, you watch I watched him? Evan Neal. Okay, Evan Neal's a left tackle. This is a two. This is a 200, 300. 57-pound guy was what we have listed right now. Again, another massive man. He'll surprise you how well he can move for his size. I think he does a really good job with body control and balance in the A&M game is what I watched. Ole Miss gave him a little bit more uh, trouble in the game there, but he's really light on his feet. He's a two-point stance guy, uh, but he also plays his hand on the ground. It's for being that big, it's hard for defenders to get around him. Yeah. I mean, there are times where he's a little late off the ball, but he's able to recover, get back in blocking position, long-limbed. He keeps the rushers off his body. He'll show some knee-bend position when he gets away from the line. Mass allows him to just bully defenders. Uh, he's got some pop in his hands. There were some snaps where he knocked a defender down, then worked to the next one, knocking him down too. So I've seen him get a little overextended but not end up on the ground. I think that's a pretty good thing. Uh, with his balance, but I'll tell you what, man, he is. There's not much of a problem with this guy when he is pass blocking because he will one hard shot with his hands. You see the defender just get knocked away from him. So you got to love that size, that strength, and 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 being at six seven and three hundred fifty seven pounds. Evan Neal's uh, he's a stud. I mean yeah. that that's a top ten pick. It looks like to me. Yeah. Um, the only snaps I saw where it was like, oh man, if he were a perfect player, maybe on this. 
zone play to the right, he sure. reached this defensive end. Yeah. But for his size, he's a good athlete. And I think a lot of the things that you're talking about are represented in some of the things that I noticed, which is like he can erase his own mistakes, right? Yeah. You watch him. I watched him where he got caught kind of lunging. I think it was the A&M game. Yeah. And most people, when you get caught lunging and you're kind of forward like that, it's over. It's over. But he's able to get because he's so yeah. long. Like a oh, piece no, you of got the him. guy, his feet correct. You got him. He fixes himself. He's, yep. he's a monster. He can yep. move people in the run game. Yep. Pass protection's easy for him. Your yep. only choice is to try to go around him, and you got to go real far to go around you him. Need a, you need a scooter and a day pass <laughs> to get around that guy. Evan Neal's super good. Yep. And so, according to Dane, according to Pro Football Focus, and we'll get so many more guys from both these teams watched, yep. but uh, according to them, Georgia clearly has more players they than do. top 50, top they 100 do. players. They do. And the reason that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the game is because Bama's non-draft eligible quarterback yeah. is better than Georgia's quarterback. Yeah. So that's a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, right there. And besides, too, the Alabama's running game's good too with Robinson in the back. I yeah. think that's going to be a, a, a. I think that's going to be a big part. I mean, we'll see. This is the, uh, you know, the Alabama came out in the game and they they against uh, Cincinnati and said, you know what, you're not good enough to handle the run. And let's see if they try and do the same thing against Georgia. I think it'll be a little bit more difficult, but, man, it should be a heck of a football game. Prediction? I'm going to take the tide in this one. Nick Saban, once again, an underdog in this thing. Uh, I think Kirby Smart won to a this, – this could be a, a game – this could be a program-changing game. If Georgia were to win the national title, we might see Georgia have that run like Clemson did. You know, for the last yeah, a little 10, four, seven, eight, 10, yeah, yeah. wherever year they're in the run through national, a couple of quarterbacks that are good. Exactly, exactly. This could be the tailing game, the, the 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 thing that really, really turns this Georgia program around. I will take Bama by between four and ten points, yeah. and that is because I believe that quarterbacks are incredibly important. And I'm in just those ta- games I'm, they are. I'm taking Bryce Young yep. over Stetson Bennett, yep. uh, and we will get to see. Uh, fun matchup to watch will be, by the way, we mentioned Trayvon Walker for Georgia. He tends to play on the defense's right. Mm-hmm. Evan Neal is the left tackle for Alabama. There you go. So if Trayvon Walker wants to prove me wrong, thinking he's more of like maybe a second-round player sure. than a first, yep. go whip Evan Neal's ass. I agree on Let's that. Let's see what you got. That's a good film to watch. All right, thank you. It is Trust the Tape presented by Boomer Jacks. If you want more of us, you can, of course, listen on 105.3 The Fan, the Cowboys flagship station where you can hear Brian and I. You can check out YouTube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. You can check out the 105.3 The Fan YouTube page where you can get Brian and Kevin Gray doing cowboy stuff. All sorts of ways to find us. And uh, you can also find us at Boomer Jacks. Go to boomerjacks.com. Find the one nearest you. I'll probably be there. Whichever one you go to, I'll probably be there. And if not, Brian might. That's Trust the Tape brought to you by Boomer Jacks. And we will talk to you next week. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 